I would just I'm, get annoyed. I'm not saying we should actually like subject listeners at home to a metronome throughout the entire show, but I am curious about the scientific experiment involved. Maybe next time you're on. <laughs> Roger makes a note, Kate is never coming back to the podcast. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Roger, and you're listening to the Workweek Wrap-Up. Allie, of course, couldn't be here this week, as we talked last week, so I have a special guest with us. I have our first guest back on the podcast. I have Kate. Was I really the first guest? You were the the first guest, yes. Oh, well, I'm apparently an old expert now, because I'm a returning guest. Although you've had, I think Lucy's beat me to become a a popular recurring guest star. Yeah, I think she's been on three times. So she's got to be by one. Yes. <laughs> got to watch out for her. So how was your week? It was a good week. It was a busy week. How yeah. was your week? Um, it was okay. Nothing major. Well, I don't want to say major. Nothing drastic. Um, we're doing a bunch of hardware upgrades at, at the office this starting this week, so there was a lot of that going on. But it's mostly supervise and make sure they do their thing and I'm a lot of hands-off because they're the experts, so I don't have to do much with that. That's major, but it's not drastic. Right, right. But um, I left early Tuesday and Wednesday, as I have been, went home, and uh, took Kennedy out both days. We went for a ride. Um, On Wednesday, we went downtown. She had found a stuffed toy dog that she recognized from one of the shows that she watches at the toy store and really wanted it but Brie didn't have the money in the morning to buy it so I took her down there and we went and bought it um, and we started driving around after that and uh, while we were driving around she was like I need my sunglasses and I was like you have your sunglasses and she said I need my sunglasses and I looked in the mirror and realized she didn't have her sunglasses and so I quickly thought about it and I was like the only place we went to was the toy store we, and I was trying to remember where in the Toy Story we went, and the only time she, I didn't entirely see her was when she was half behind a display playing with some trains. And I knew where she was, I was watching her, but I didn't see where she put the sunglasses, so it didn't connect that she forgot the sunglasses until that point. So I called up the Toy Store, and I was like, hey, it's Roger, Kennedy left her sunglasses. And they were like, oh yeah, I see him, and they just held him on the counter. And so we ran back down there and grabbed him. I'm super impressed that you can identify, like, the point in time where she was that she was most likely to lose the sunglasses. Well, so we walked into the toy store, and it was a rack display of the stuffed animals. So no shelf or anything to put the sunglasses down on. But she had taken them off, and they were in her hand when she picked up the toy. And then she went to go play on the train table, and so she had a place to put them down. Mm. And then we went to the register, and she didn't have them at the register. I realized that afterwards that she didn't have them at the register. So logically, the only place she could have put them down was on the train table, just out of my line of sight. And then that's where they were. So it's still a pretty impressive parental spidey sense. Like this is, I'm just impressed by people who can effectively parent because I feel like <laughs> I would be unable to do so. I mean, I've got three years' experience. Now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, stands to reason. So, but um, yeah, I just called them up and was like, hey, Kennedy left her sunglasses, and they were like, oh yeah, we'll hold them. Do you want to pick them up tomorrow morning? Because Bray goes down downtown every day with Kennedy in the morning, and I was like, no, she wants them now, so we went down and got them. But, yep, 
And so the shopkeep was like, oh, Kennedy. I'm down with Kennedy. She's my pal. I know exactly what sunglasses you're talking about. Yep. Like, you just know the people in the shops. Yep. yep. A, a lot of the shops downtown. Bree knows a lot of the people. Um, I recognize a lot of them by face, and I think most of them probably recognize me by face when I go in with her. Um, some of them know me when I don't go in with her, but uh, um, I think they all know her by name. I don't know if they all know me by name, but they all know her and Kennedy by name, and she knows a lot of them by name as well. I mean, that's good business that yeah. people know the names of the people who go. Small town. But, yeah, that's, that's what I'm reacting to. Like, I... The concept of, like, a town where everyone kind of recognizes you and you walk into the shop because you've been in that shop, like, you know, every week or every day. And, I don't know, it seems kind of... Because I didn't grow up in an environment that had that very often. Like, we had moved around a lot. So, either big cities or suburbs or neighborhoods, and you knew the people on your street, but you certainly didn't know the people at the bookstore and the grocery store. You know, you didn't go to enough places regularly. So, that just kind of blows my mind. But now that I'm living in Portland, even though it's a much larger city, I'm starting to have like one or two of those relationships of places that I go regularly or I recognize, you know, the person who's the bartender at this place and then I see them elsewhere and like we kind of nod to each other. Like it's weird. It's very alien to me. I feel like you could do a lot of that if you frequented the old port. Mm. Those small shops, um, they're not chain stores. They're all like local stores. So they're people that are more familiar with the area. They're not like... I mean, there's you. You've got your Dunkin' and your Starbucks, but you don't have like big box stores. You've got a lot of small one-off stores down there, so it's kind of that same feel almost. It's a little bit busier than our town, but it's still um, it still has that same kind of feel of like these are all local people that like either live above the shop or they walked into the shop because you know they live close enough by, and uh, and that's kind of what it's like down. Our way. Yeah, I feel like that's partially true, but, you know, bless those people for being able to remember locals when there's, like, 7,000, like, well, so strangers he, pouring through. Here in Portland, day. sure. Not where we are. It's uh, clearly less populated where we are, and uh, and so, you know, we, there's only, like, a dozen or so shops. So there's not, like, a ton of different places that they could go when Brian Kennedy go downtown every morning. They go basically to the same places. We know we know um, everybody by face and most of the people by name at the coffee shop. Then there's the bookstore, and we know them all by face and name at the bookstore. And then past that is Rennie's. Um, in between, there's, like, an antique store and a jewelry store, but we never go on those. Um, but then there's Rennie's and, and a handful of people that have worked there for a long time will recognize this, but they have new employees that are just kind of rotating because it's retail, right. and that's kind of that environment. So a lot of the, the newer employees don't know us, and they haven't been there long enough yet. Um, and then the drugstore knows us because we're in there for that kind of stuff, and then there's the toy store and the pet store where we get our cat food. It just seems like... Oh, and the grocery store, that's there. And I would have previously assumed that that was 
really naively, I think, assumed that that was a quaint, out-of-mode, not modern way that American people lived. I thought it was more anonymous in general everywhere. That's a silly assumption to port around with myself. Well, I mean, but I, I grew up in a large city outside New York, um, and then I went to college in Rhode Island, and when I wasn't in class, we sometimes went to like Warwick and Providence, which were also large, large for Rhode Island, large cities. So I had a lot of that, and it wasn't until we moved to Maine that I really got to experience this kind of environment. But it's it's nice. It's changed. It's a little bit more laid back. It's more casual, and and everybody's kind of like everybody knows who we are in the stores that we go in, so when we walk in, it's not, they like, oh, hey, how are you? How was this? Because they know that we did that thing, or we've been putting in flooring, so a couple, and a couple of people have asked us about how our floor is coming along, and um, and so they, they know that kind of stuff just because they know who we are because we're so frequently there. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if we were in, like, Portland, where there are more options, we wouldn't necessarily frequent the same places so frequently that they know who we are. We would be spreading ourselves around to other stores, and so that's probably why it doesn't happen as frequently in a city, because you have more options of places to go. Not that having fewer options is bad. We like all the stores we go to. Yeah. But. Well, I think I'm surprised by both the degree that you experience that in your smaller town, but also the degree to which I experience it in Portland, which I would not have expected at all, because it is bigger than where I lived before, but I feel more closely connected to the community faster. Yeah, I get that from Portland, too. Portland is, is definitely a bigger city, but it's not, it's not a busy city. It's not like a New York City or a Washington, D.C. It's, right. It's, or a Boston. It's, it's big populous, but it's not busy. It's got it. The old port has all those small shops that are similar to what we have. There's just more of them. Um, there is no real chains outside of like a Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts. I can't think of any other chains that are that cool as a Moose, but that's kind of a main chain anyway. Rennie's, again, a main chain. So they're not like national chains except for a couple of coffee shops. And even then, there's more local coffee shops outnumber the chain by like two to one. Yes. So. And more popping up every day. Yeah. If there's anything that we appear to be at least reaching saturation point in Portland for, it's coffee shops and breweries. But I continue to go to every new well, one that opens. I feel like you'll never reach saturation for breweries because people will always just go to a different brewery. Yeah. So that seems that's, fine. That, I mean, I don't think you have a problem with that. I could see coffee shops, though, because at some point you're like, okay, I'm just going to go to the same coffee shop every day because... It's on your route or because it's more convenient and as much as you've tried all of them, it's just like, they're all the same, so I'll just go to this one. But they're not all the same. Uh, okay, sure. I feel like a lot of them are kind of the same. Yes, a lot of them are kind of the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why we like our coffee shop. I mean, it's that same kind of atmosphere, but it's the only one in town, and so we just we can go there, we can walk in. Usually we can get either a table or we can get one of the couches. They have a small setup of toys that Kennedy can play with. They've got food that she'll eat. So Free what? Food that she'll eat. Oh. 
food the chili. Yeah. I thought you said they do have free Wi-Fi too. Free ditchily, and I was like, that's a game I'm not familiar with playing ditchily, but it could have been a game. Sure. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yes, they'll have they have food that she'll eat. They make good coffees, and so we hang out there for a bit. And then we, I mean, we could potentially hang out there for hours, and they wouldn't really care as long as we're not like you know in anybody's way or being obnoxious and as long as it's not like super busy they they never kick us out um but uh normally kennedy will when she's done eating she'll immediately want to go for a walk and we have to say no no you need to finish first too and so she goes in place for a little bit and then as soon as we're done she's like okay let's go for a walk and so we walk around down now i think on like rainy days they probably stay in the coffee shop longer because it's raining um, but they still do go for walks down to the toy store. So. I'm staring blankly at Roger. I'm, I, this is my point where I'm supposed to say something, but I'm not doing a very good I'm job. Gonna, I'm going to edit this podcast tomorrow morning, and then we're going to go do that. So <laughs> we'll be doing exactly that. We'll go down to the, I mean, there'll be a delay, because I usually am done editing by 8 a.m., and it's uploading at that point, if it's not already done uploading. And Kennedy will sleep until sometime between 9 and 10. What? So I have a couple hours to, you know, do, do some chores, clean up, and then they get up and we go downtown. How did you, no one I know who has a toddler, like, do they sleep that late? What kind of magical trickery or drugs do you feed this <laughs> child? No drugs. Um, so at night, at... Um, I don't know if you listened to the last couple of episodes. She, a couple of weeks ago, started sleeping in her own bed. Ah. Um, but that wasn't the 9 o'clock thing. She would always sleep that late. Um, uh, her bedtime in the past had been, we'd go up at like 8 o'clock, and by 9, 9.30, she'd be winding down and ready to start to fall asleep, and then she would sleep till like 9.30 the next morning. Um, and then randomly one night, she decided she wanted to sleep in her bed, and but we had started going to bed a little bit earlier at that point, trying to move up her bedtime. And uh, so we we're like, okay. So seven o'clock, she's in her bed. She has a little Amazon Fire tablet um, that's got uh, a couple of kids' apps on it. That um, one is just a little game with a pet cat, and then the other ones are like video kids' video apps. And so she likes to watch the videos. Sometimes she'll play with it, the game, but she likes to watch the videos, and so we'll set one up and we'll hit play, and, uh, and then she lays there, and some nights she will fall asleep and just drop the tablet, and we have to go in and turn it off. Other nights the tablet will die because it doesn't have enough charge, and she'll put it down, and she'll fall asleep. And just about every night she has, lately has been getting out of bed and coming to us because an ad pops up on the video and she can't get rid of it and we're like we we can see you you just have to yell we'll we'll hear you and come in you don't have to come get us um but she still does that but she and if if the tablet is like plugged in because it had too low a battery or if it had a full charge and it's been like you know she goes up now she's been going up sometime between six and seven whenever she's ready and Brian and i are also ready to go upstairs um, we say, okay, if you want to go upstairs now, you can. And whenever she's ready, she'll go up, which is pretty much immediately every time. Um, and so 
It, but if like nine or nine thirty rolls around, no, nah, maybe closer to ten, I guess. Bree's going in a couple times and told her like, okay, one more video and then we're turning the tablet off, and she hasn't really fussed about that. So I mean, it's only been a couple times, but last night she, I think it was last night, she uh, fell asleep, and about an hour later she was whining in her sleep, like she was scared. And so Brie went in and laid down with her for like 20 minutes and then came back. So, but yeah, she sleeps until like 9, 9.30 most mornings. That seems like magical. I, I Really, I mean, it seems like very uncommon. And she doesn't nap. Yeah. So she's asleep for 12 hours and awake for 12 hours pretty much. She's probably asleep for more like 10 hours. 12 and 12 seems perfect to me, a girl after my heart. <laughs> <laughs> if I could sleep 12 hours a day, I would definitely do it. I mean, you could if you really wanted to. No, I don't, I mean, I don't think I could and work and get everything done, probably. I'd have to, like, always be sleeping when I was not at work. That's not I mean, fun. You don't, you don't work 12 hours. No, I don't, I don't. But you gotta walk to work, you gotta walk home, you gotta put food, you gotta eat. These are things you have to do. I mean, you don't go to work until 8.30. So what, you get up at 7? No. No? <laughs> Could you get up at 7? No. If you, if you drove in? Uh, well, I, I no, I'm, I'm later than that. Like, oh, like okay. I get up after 7 if okay. I'm at work at 8.30. Or if I'm at work at 8, I'm probably getting up. Between 7.15 and 7.30. Okay, so if you go to bed at 7. That sounds terrible. <laughs> go to bed at 7, wake up at 7. No, no. See, I want... Yeah. I, I could basically continue to live, like, on the schedule as if I was a vampire slash college student my entire life and probably be okay and sleep 12 hours a night from 2 a.m., until 2 p.m. Like, that would be my ideal... Be out of the job. I would be definitely be out of the job. And I do uh, like being employed. And being I mean, that's usually to a good live. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay bills and whatnot. So, not really converting to that schedule anytime soon. I guess I could be a DJ. Yeah. That, yeah. that schedule would work. Yeah. Bartender. Um, probably a little late in life to start tending bar or becoming a DJ. Wow. Um, it know, seems a little backwards. Know. It seems like like maybe they want like the young enthusiastic people <laughs> like tending bar. and Like I'm not like saying I would be on top of the bar like screeching, you know, at 2 o'clock in the morning. Maybe they want a bartender. Maybe they don't want a screeching no, drunk. They probably want somebody who's like chill. Yeah and, yeah. and can defuse situations like that. Yes. So maybe you can be a bartender. I feel like also it's probably not the best paying job. And then well, you're no obvious the nice thing about the standard you know, nine to five-ish kind of schedules that generally you can do things with other human beings who also have that schedule. Like the service schedule sure. starts to get in the way of doing things with other human beings. Yeah. 
unless you're doing things with other human beings that have the same schedule. Who have that schedule, yes, yes. Because right. I, yeah, no, I like, I'm, we're going through a schedule transition kind of thing now. My date, my husband is changing jobs, and so he has historically worked evenings and weekends or some combination thereof, and that's all changing, so it's, he will in, be, like, pretty regular, like, seven to four What's up, Monday through Friday, yeah. which, like, frankly, I'm a little worried that we're going to be together too much <laughs> after I mean, having... sure, that's a possibility. <clears throat> or that there's going to have to be times where one of us is like, dude, get out of my face, go to the library, go for a walk, like, we're used to having this time, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, everybody needs their personal space, too. Absolutely. So. What else you got this week? What else do I have? I I have some songs stuck in my head, as yeah. usual. As per usual. Oh. I always have a song stuck in my head. About 50% of the time, it's a terrible song. Okay. Is it terrible right now? Uh, It's not great. Because I thought about having a song stuck in my head, I've gotten to uh, the one that's most likely to cycle through my head in the past six months, which is U-N-I-T-Y by Queen Latifah. Familiar? Anyone? Crickets chirping? <laughs> it's from the early 90s, I think. Does this... No. I'm, I'm getting I mean, nothing. I could tell you how old I was in the early 90s, but you might not like it. I would cry. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen in the listening audience, I would cry if that happened. Um, I can tell you how old Allie was in the early 90s. Let's, let's just <laughs> list everyone who's younger than me. Let's do that, Roger. Oh, wait, we'd have to be here all day. It is interesting. Like, this is... This is a way... This is a workplace where I'm, I have more peer, I have more colleagues who are younger than me than older, and I previously have only worked places where people were older than me, so when I drop Seinfeld jokes and people don't get them, it's slightly disconcerting to me. <laughs> um, sure. But then, but I, then when I have the right people around in one lands, it's extremely satisfying when well, people yeah. laugh at my Seinfeld reference jokes. When I started, I was one of the youngest employees, and we've had a fair amount of turnover, and we've expanded, so we've hired a bunch of new positions, and now I think probably at least a third of the staff is younger than I am. I think that makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of openings for entry-level things so young people are obviously going to fill those and there's nothing wrong with being young but like when you are in a group of people and all of a sudden you realize that like literally references are going over people or you're making references that normally would have gone over like gangbusters and everyone thinks that you're actually just saying something and not making a reference. <laughs> it's, uh... I mean, Lucy does that with office jokes the, uh, from The Office, and I never watch The Office, so she'll say things, and I just don't even catch that she said something. But that's because I didn't watch the show. Right. 
But you do know that there like, is a show called The Office. Mm-hmm. And I think Lucy in The Office is a terrible example because I'm pretty sure she can recite every word from every episode beginning with episode one, season one, through the finale. Probably. Like, word for word and miss, like, three things over the course of ten years or however long that show was on. Which Lucy would know. Right. Eight years? I, I don't think, know. I think eight. Sure. I feel like they were, like, eight I'll take your word Eight for it. seasons. We'll find out after. Yeah. I'll look it up after we're done. So Actually, besides the office, so tell me this. Like what so the thing that I used as an example is Seinfeld. Because like everybody watched Seinfeld, even if they didn't watch it while it was on, it was like in syndication so much that like everyone saw it like even my nephew, who was born in like nineteen ninety ish saw it with his parents in syndication kind of thing and, like, gets the references. So I find that very satisfying. What, besides Temple of the Legion of the <laughs> Hoosie What's It game um, show that you guys always bring up and I get a blank Legends look on my face. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Besides Legends of the Hidden Temple, which is apparently quite the touchstone for you millennials. Are you a millennial? I'm on the edge of millennial, Okay, yeah. you... Old millennials, the elders of the millennial generation. What what is your what is your cultural TV show that like everyone knows the quotes from? Are you asking me personally, or are you asking about the generation? I'm asking about the generation. If you can answer for it, and then you can I, answer. I probably can. And then you can answer specifically for yourself. I probably can, and I never watched this show because I thought it was the stupidest thing ever. I know a lot of people my age that can quote The Simpsons. See. You think Simpsons is a really stupid I, show? Yeah. Never really, like... See, Simpsons is an interesting example because it's been around since the dawn of time. It's been around almost as many years as I've been alive, so... So... Pretty sure it's been around more years than Allie's been alive. So it's funny to me that you use Simpsons as the example because... I was actually not allowed to watch The Simpsons when it debuted on Fox because of the violence in the relationship between Bart and Homer and because of the tacky, like, catchphrases that Bart used that my mom thought were not a good example to set. And that's the kind of stuff that I thought was kind of stupid. Um, I don't know if I would have been allowed to watch it or not, but I didn't have an interest in watching it, so it didn't didn't matter. But I know so many people my age that can quote that or reference that all the time, and I'm just like, okay, sure, that's great. But now I'm curious if there, because we would say, us as Gen Xers would say, that The Simpsons was only good for fill-in-the-blank number of years, and that ended well before probably you guys were watching The Simpsons, as far as we're concerned. So I'm wondering if your quotes are like the syndication early Simpsons episodes, or if it was stuff that was new when you were I wouldn't know. around that age. I wouldn't know. Of course you wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm I haven't on, even watched enough Simpsons to know. I'm on that line where Gen X becomes millennial, mm. and so I mean, like I remember watching syndicated episodes of Mash and Cheers, right? And you know. That kind of stuff. And I remember when Seinfeld was actually on the air when I was young. And, like, Frasier and those shows, that lineup. I 
don't remember much about it because I was still young, but I remember when they were actually on. And I remember The Simpsons, I, like, from, I always know it's been on. I don't remember when it wasn't on because it's right. been around for so long. But I never watched it. Didn't it start in, like, 89? I feel like it did, and I probably, I mean, I was born in 85. Yeah, So. Yeah. So it literally has been on... Okay, so I used, I emphasized the word literally and then was about to say something that was the opposite of literal. <laughs> Virtually your entire life. Yes. Virtually is the correct modifier to use in that circumstance, sure. not literally. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, I probably, I don't remember anything, before, I don't remember anything before kindergarten, which I started in 1990. Right. So, as far as I remember, it's always been on TV. Right. it's always been on. So. So what else, besides The Simpsons, what else? Like, people are friends. quoting... Oh, Friends. That's friends. an adult show. Yep, yep. And, I mean, I've watched... I have all the seasons on DVD. I've watched them a few times since it's been off the air. Um, but when I was in high school and the show was getting close to wrapping up, a lot of people I knew in high school were big fans of it, watching it all the time. We'd watch it once in a while. Um, so I can respect that more than Legions of the Temple Doom or whatever Legends of the Hidden Temple, which Legends. is a kids' game show that was on Nickelodeon when we were when I was. I, don't know, I think my brothers were old enough to remember that, so I was probably about ten or eleven. Okay, so old people like me, from the descriptions that my baby baby colleagues have provided, this appears to be the equivalent in terms of seriousness and competition to something like Double Dare which was the Nickelodeon game show that we watched. I watched that, too. I remember that. Did it stay on? Uh, or for was a little it, while. It overlapped a little was bit. Was Mark Summers yep. the host? Yes. And then, they, and then I think that went off and he started hosting What Would You Do, which was another show that was kind of the same vibe, but not as much of a game and more of a... Like, not like the dateline, they put you in a, like a challenging no. ethical situation and then determine no. if you would stand up for your fellow human beings. No. Different. Yeah. Nickelodeon show. Yeah. It's like, what would you do? Eat ice cream or cotton candy? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I could be a show writer for Nickelodeon. I'm sure you could. It doesn't take much. Okay. So, we have the Silly to... Game Show. We have Seinfeld and Friends. Um, I'm sure there were plenty of sure there were plenty of cartoons that people I grew up with watched that I didn't watch. I know, I remember, I, I vaguely remember the end of, like, Transformers, when that was on the air. I remember Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I remember... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was created by a guy from Northampton, Massachusetts. Yeah. A tiny little town where I used to live, and they started making the comic books and stuff like out of a warehouse there and my friend's wow. husband was involved working there like before they sold it to whatever big right. multimedia whatever thing happened oh. so oh. Interesting. I'm like two degrees of separation away from the creator yeah. of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right yeah. it's like so famous I remember the you didn't even respond to I, my I mean, totally serious statement. You have to laugh or else not, people think that I think 
that dude who invented Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is super famous. I mean, in some circles he probably is. But that is not the, like, position that I would like formally on the record in the internet <laughs> with respect to my opinion. So you need to laugh when I say that. Okay. Huh. Huh. <laughs> you, I don't know what you want me to say. So... So flashback to Keith's first appearance on the podcast, I'm very good at conveying things in my facial expressions, and I just gave Roger a really big, like, no, you didn't look, <laughs> that was why he backpedaled slightly, um, but it was extremely expressive, I feel like, based on what I felt like I was giving. But it, was, it was very expressive. It did not come across, shockingly, in the audio-only version. No. Yeah. No. I mean, so... You knew somebody that knew somebody that knew the creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, I knew somebody that knows the creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja okay. Turtles. Okay, one degree closer. That person is famous in some circles, I'm sure, but they're not like... He's not impressed. He is not impressed. That's fine. It's fine. Also... When I lived in Bellevue, Nebraska, we lived not far from the guy who invented Godfather's Pizza, and he had eight garages. I mean, I think that's kind of excessive. We would we would drive by the house during Christmas time because they had a big, impressive light display at Christmas. It's a good use of the garage. I think you've got a new theme for the podcast, which is two degrees of separation <laughs> away from really minor, non-important, famous, non-celebrities. I mean, this is... There's a lot of things to discuss here, right? I mean, I went to middle school with a kid that was in a Julia Roberts movie while we were in middle school as a student in some class that she taught in whatever... I don't remember what movie it was. I never saw it. I didn't really like the kid, but I went to school with him. He was in all my classes. See, this is great stuff. That's closer than yours. I went to school with this kid... We know nothing about him. It's fantastic. His name is Zach. I went to a semester of college with a dude who tried to ask out Claire Danes, and she said that she did not want to go out with him. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, we can just do these all day. Fantastic. I'm trying to think of what else I know. Of what else you know? Yeah. That's very broad, Roger. I feel, I feel like... With respect to... Like, moderately not that famous, famous things? Yeah. I feel like there's something else, but I can't think of what it is right now. I had a po'boy in the same po'boy restaurant in New Orleans as Mario Batali at the same time. We were oh. eating po'boys in the same po'boy restaurant together at the same time. You were eating together? We were <laughs> eating... Both eating <laughs> in the restaurant at the same time. So it was very much like we were eating together. Okay. It was like we were sharing a meal. It was like we were best buds hanging out and having lunch. Or he was halfway across the tiny little place at a counter with his son. Either way, it's basically like we're best friends. Okay, I got two for you. Okay, hit me. So, um, I can't remember the name of the show, but... Ty Pennington is the guy, and they, like, rebuild a house. Um, oh, I thought he was a food guy, but, no, yeah, you're right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, the, yes. The home makeover, or whatever it was called. The switchy houses. 
No, not show. that one. Oh. No, the one where they like they have like five days and they like gut and rebuild a house for oh, some yes. family. Yes. Um, one of because he had multiple teams of contractors depending on what area of the country he was in. One of the contractors, um, I used to work at an Apple specialist store, which is not an Apple store. It's like one step down. It doesn't use the Apple name, but it's basically the same thing. Um, so it's not owned by Apple, it's not branded by Apple, but it's basically the same thing. Right. So I used to work at that, right after college, I worked at one of those stores, and um, she, ha- were, they were in Connecticut, I was working in Connecticut, she, they were in Connecticut doing a house just down the road from where I worked, and her MacBook stopped functioning, and she came into the store, and myself and one of the technicians tried to help her get it working again, and we worked on it for like three hours with her. Okay. And so that's one. That's one. The second one was, um, and it was after that, but I don't remember how long after that, um, I sold a pair of headphones, noise-canceling headphones, to Whoopi Goldberg. Really? Yep. That's the best one. Yep. That's the best she, one of all of them. She had a black MX card that felt like it was made out of metal. It was heavy. Is it a, is it a graphite card? It might have been. Right? Yeah. It was like, they're like the top card you can get with MX. It's like... I don't know, like a million dollar card or whatever it is. Well. It's, I mean, yeah, sure. But I, I, she handed it to me and I went to swipe it and I was like, that's heavier than I expected it to be. She has won an Academy Award. Yeah. I mean, she gets she a fancy doing, card. She was doing a comedy show uh, just down the road with Joy Behar. And uh, and she came in to buy headphones because she was going to be, she, I guess, doesn't like to fly. And so she was taking the train to the next location, but she didn't want to be any bothered by people around her. So she oh, wanted noise canceling. Whoopi, that would be yeah. And she wanted noise canceling headphones, so she couldn't hear other people. And we had some. We sold them. So I, I pointed out a few different ones, told the benefits of each one, and she bought, kind of the middle of the road one. So yeah, I feel like the last three minutes really proves what kind of compelling radio, I saw this one dude one time can be. <laughs> I mean, I've got to have some, everyone has more. Oh, I sat behind, I sat at a table. Oh, I should tell Lucy this one. I, maybe I did tell Lucy this one. A dude who was on The Office and a writer for The Office. I, oh. sat, I saw at a bagel place in Portland. Or actually, Dave saw him because he was sitting at the table directly behind us, basically in the seat that I was sitting in at the table behind us. So... I couldn't see him, and Dave could. Gotcha. So he was like, guess who's sitting behind you? <laughs> but I couldn't turn around. Because that's obvious. Because, yeah, who wants to be that guy looking at the famous person? Right. Except everyone does it. But I still was like, no, I'm going to be cool. I'm not going to look. And I didn't look, and I figured out who it was. At our store, there were so many celebrities that came into our store that we started getting them to sign bags, and we hung them up on the wall in the back. And Nick Penn and Teller came in. Um, there were multiple football players because it wasn't far from uh, Foxborough. Uh. So the, some of the teams would stay like kind of in between where Foxborough was and where our store was at a hotel that wasn't like at Foxborough. And uh, and so they like on the days leading up to the game, they would have free time in the evenings and they'd come down to the stores. One person sold three IMACs to a wide receiver from, I think, the Buffalo Bills. I can't remember exactly. It's been, obviously, many years. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I had an interaction with somebody, and I don't remember who it was. <laughs> very, very striking. Yeah. Good interaction. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think we've reached the, the quality point that we probably don't want to <laughs> go on to beyond a different subject. with respect to our interactions. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like, lists of people that we've seen one time, probably, I, I mean... There There's could be people hanging on to our every word. There's a difference, though, between seeing somebody across the room and actually interacting right. with somebody. Yes. So yes. Yes. I sold something to, I feel like it was a member of the Jets, because I feel like as soon as it was done and I got off from work, I called my dad, because we're Jets fans. Um, don't give me that look. And so... I'm just shaking my head. Okay. I grew up, like, less than an hour outside New York City, assuming no traffic less than an hour outside New York City. So we are New York fans. There's no good excuse to Jets. be a Jets fan. There's no there's no reason. There's no no reason. We've reached if an you, impasse if on you the say podcast. So. If you say so. Um, anyway, I feel like it was somebody from the Jets and I um, and I called my dad afterwards and let him know. But I can't remember who it was and I'm positive they don't play for the team anymore, so So here's a question. Have you prepared for this season's fantasy? No. Me either. I don't prepare for any fantasy. It's, I mean, all we do is just pick people. And normally I just set my list and don't even pay attention. And I, the next morning I see who I got. And I'm like, okay. And that's who I roll with. Okay. Last year was my first year playing fantasy football. I will say I enjoyed it immensely. I was a fan. I'm, I'm probably going to do a little bit more research before I draft I my mean, team and I'm probably not going to put on auto picks. I so recognize a bunch I recognize a bunch of names. I know who some people are. I know which teams are better. Um, so I know who needs to hit the top of my list. Mm-hmm. And then if those people are all picked and I don't have a full team yet, whatever the thing picks, it picks. Cuz mostly, I mean, I I'm, I'm going to go with the ones that I want to get that I do get. Right. As my starters, and I'm only going to fill in when they have a buy or they get hurt. Right. So the whoever's on the bench doesn't really matter that much. And after the first couple of weeks, there'll be people dropping players, and I can do the same and pick up somebody that's better than one of my bench players. So Yes. That's normally what I do. Okay. So you're ready. I mean, I pay attention during the season. I just, I just make a list and just let it sit until the draft day. I don't do research ahead of time. Fine. I started last season with three people that were suspended for the first four games. Really? Yep. Did you have Tom Brady? No. Who did you have? um, Le'Veon Bell? Was he? No, I didn't have him. Was Um, he suspended? Am I just just tarnishing the names of of football players? One was a kicker, so whatever. What does a kicker do to get suspended? I don't know. Um... I don't remember. The other one, I did not recognize the name. I think he was a rookie. Mm. Um, and then Antonio Gates. Ah. That's, I think, who I was thinking of when I asked about Le'Veon Bell. He was, uh, he was suspended for I think, the first four games, and then he played like two and then got hurt for two, and then I was trying to hold on to him. I think I ended up holding on to him, but I had to pick him another tight end because I just could not have a tight end. Did he retire? I think he retired. I don't know the answer to this. Yeah, I don't 
The I'll Patriots find out. I'll won find the out. Super Bowl, and that's what I can tell you. I'll find out when we go to do the draft. <laughs> so. But, um... That's always fun, to have an opportunity to talk to people that you wouldn't necessarily talk mm-hmm. to at work through a non-gambling-related trash-talking... See, this was the problem last year. It was too soon after I started. I was, I was not probably willing to be as trash talky as I might be in my normal. Like this year. You look incredulous. You look. I'm waiting for you to finish the statement. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I might I might be a little more trash talky than I demonstrated last year. Is what I'm saying. Well, it was also a very quiet league. There wasn't much yeah, no. public. No. Uh, the year before, we had a widely different. I don't I want to say widely different group. I feel like we had like half the people came back, but that's because we had half the people leave the company. Right. And so, um, so it was definitely a different group. We I feel like we went from twelve to fourteen teams, but maybe that was the year before. Remember that, because I know at one point um, Matt, who runs it, when we were trying to figure out how to do the schedule for however many teams we had, and have playoffs and make sure you know everybody faces every other team once, mm-hmm. without losing any weeks, so that it's not enjoyable, but also without not having playoffs and everything like that. And we, I mean, we made it work, but I don't remember if that was last year or the year before. It might have been. A year Oh, let's see how it goes. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we got onto that by, we started by talking about shows that millennials watched. Yeah. 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 I was still listing shows and you interrupted me and we got onto that. What are the more shows? Um, I remember watching the 90s X-Men cartoon. I believe you that that's a thing. Yeah. I had a really good theme song. No. I've never heard of that before. Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, there were a bunch of sh- like game show type things on Nickelodeon like Legends of the Hidden Temple I can't remember what they're all called but I remember watching them I remember some of the old Nickelodeon ser- series shows that were on in the like late afternoon early evening like iCarly no, bef- well before that, like Hey Dude and Oh, Sabrina Hey Shorts. Dude! I remember Hey Dude. We can common ground in the form of Hey Dude. <laughs> Thank goodness. P and P and Sabrina Hey Shorts Dude and... has the blonde lady from Hey Dude is Ben Stiller's wife. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. I'm a terrible person because I don't. I can't remember her name. I can picture her. She's in, like, Dodgeball. She's in some of those. She's the the romantic interest for Vince Vaughn in Dodgeball. Have you seen Dodgeball? Yes, I don't remember. It's okay. been a year since I've seen it. She's, she's in, like, I mean, in ben several Stiller's Ben Stiller in, yeah, movies. Yeah, he's in that yeah. movie, too. So, um, so yeah, no, the, the blonde, like, camp counselor, but it wasn't a camp. The, ba- the blonde dude it was a ranch. ranch Teenage helper lady mm. is Ben Stiller's wife. Okay, I have to go back and look. It's, I mean, it's been Ted. Years. Ted was the main dude. Yes. I think Melody was her name on the show. That sounds familiar. Mister 
Dorky Pants was the owner of the ranch. I, that's not actually the name of the name, but he was bald and had glasses and, oh, hey kids, I'm dorky, you know, like yeah. that kind of children's show concept. Mm-hmm. And there must have been another, there was the brunette girl, and there must have been another dude, because that's how those shows always worked. There were two dudes and two girls. I mean, I feel like there were more cast members than that, but regular cast members, sure. That, like the main the main cast yeah yes but I um, haven't thought about hey dude in a <laughs> long time it's really just any contrived circumstance for people to exist can be a television show yeah. like oh we haven't put him in a dude ranch yet let's put him in a dude ranch mm-hmm. in 1990 or whenever that was I think I feel like that had to start probably like 89, 90 mm-hmm. it was only on for like Two or three years. What was the other one you said right after Hey Dude when I got um, excited? Pete and Pete and Salute yes. Shorts. See, Pete and Pete was like a hipster teenage thing to be like, oh, I really like Pete and Pete. It's not a kid's show at all. It's really very meta. Like, <laughs> Sure, if you say so. So that's, yeah, yeah. Like nerdy, brainiac, hipster teenage, well, future hipsters, people who are hipsters now. Sure, I can see that. Like, watched Pete and Pete and were like, this is so cool, it's really saying a lot about society and it's funny and blah, blah, blah. Except they were probably like six years old at the time, so they weren't saying those things. No, I'm saying my cohort. Oh, oh, gotcha. Like, people, yeah. You're it, okay, your generation. That's old people They're not that much older. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, Okay, yeah, and then uh, Slit Your Shorts was the camp. There was another one, and I can't, because it was like a two-hour block, and I cannot remember what the last one was. I've heard um, of Salute Your Shorts. See, somehow, like, of this two-hour block, I'm extremely familiar with one of the programs. I've heard of, like, two of the programs, and that's it. That seems weird, because I was clearly not sitting and watching these two hours of programming. Mm-hmm. What movies did everybody see? Like, oh, I have no idea. Um, I mean, I grew up with a lot of Disney movies, live action and, um, and yeah. animated. But um, I guess there was not really consistent remember. movie. I mean, that can vary. Who yeah. likes what and what style of what? I remember when The Matrix hit big and I didn't see it and I didn't care. But everybody was like, how can you not see The Matrix? And I was like, I don't care. But, but have you like seen it subsequently? Big. No. I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of different movies. I know there's three movies. I've seen bits and pieces of each one, but I've never actually watched them. See, but I, I, I could say the same thing about The Fast and the Furious. No, no, I've, no. I've never watched any of those. There's no I've comparison seen, between I've The seen, Matrix and no, The no, no, Fast I, and Furious? There's, there, so there's, a, there's a, like a cult following for The Matrix. There's a cult following for The Fast and the Furious. Yeah, They're not and, the same groups. Right, and one, but I have, one group is... Stupider than the other. I'm not denying that, but I have friends that are in both groups, and not like one person Fast in both groups. Fast and Furious are so stupid. That's all I'm saying. Sure, sake. if you say so. But I've never seen like they'll talk about that, and I'm like, okay, I've never seen. I think I might have in college once by accident watched an entire like the second movie, but I didn't know what was going on because I had didn't, didn't see the first movie, and I like who are these people, and okay. then and now there's like what nine movies, I. 
Fast and Furious or Matrix? Yeah, Fast and Furious. It's just driving. The stupid. I'm going back yeah, to the exactly. Matrix. Yes. I'm going. There's three Matrix. Movies. I'm going back to the Matrix. Three? Is there three? I think there's only three. Here's what I'm going to say about the Matrix. Okay. I was not the target audience for the Matrix. I feel like I was. I, but didn't, I didn't care. think I was going to like the Matrix. Prior to seeing The Matrix, I thought that Keanu Reeves was incapable of acting his way out of a brown paper sack. Or, like, me at the time would have said something pretentious and obnoxious like that, at the very least. Sure, sure. Even if, you know, it were not actually true. Because I hadn't seen my own private Idaho at that point. Anyway, I digress. And then I saw it, and it's really good. Okay. Like... It's got a core, good story that's interesting. It's got, like, a philosophy to it that makes you... I sound like a D-bag, but it makes you... Like, it makes no, you I'm, think... I'm not going to deny it, because I've, I've seen a lot of articles entertaining, about... It's entertaining. It's interesting. It, at the time, it was a very fresh and new concept. I never saw the second or third movie, and my life was totally fine. But I say, the first Matrix movie... Is a good movie. I've I've read multiple articles about the philosophy of society and and what the movie is saying for the first movie. So I, I there are, is definitely stuff there. I've just never watched it. I don't have a desire to watch it. But it's entertaining. If you say so. I don't. I don't have a reason to watch it. Okay. What's your favorite movie? Or, like, when people are like, what are some of your favorite movies? Um, I'm trying to understand if I have, like, any way that I can convince you, or if we have no commonality. If this list well, is about I'm, to come so out, I'm, it's just gonna... I'm a, I'm a big Marvel fan. Right. So, I've watched most of the Marvel movies. Anything, anything that Marvel has put out themselves, I've, I've watched. Right. Um, except for a couple of, like, the newer ones, like Doctor Strange and Gardens 2, I haven't seen yet. Um... The Spider-Man movies that Sony did, I've watched. Not all of the X-Men movies that Fox did. Not all the Fantastic Four movies that Fox did. But I've watched some of them. So, I'm, I mean, I really like Marvel Comics because I remember growing up with the X-Men and so branching off from there was natural to watch those movies. But I also, like, um, I've got... So the X-Men movies started while you were in high uh, school, junior high? I think high school. High school? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, four many years. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what year it was. I feel like I might have been a freshman. I remember going to the first one with my cousin. So, see, now, you you said that word to go full circle back to the earworm thing that we haven't talked about. Immediately, I got the song by the Verve Verve Pipe called Freshman stuck in my head. When you said the word, I was a freshman. And I'm 90% sure it's the Verve Pipe, but there's also a band called the Verve. Yeah. And I don't think it's them. I think Verve Pipe is lamer than the Verve, and I think it's their song. Are you familiar with this song? No. It's terrible. Don't listen to it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Trying really hard not to sing it publicly out in the world because no one needs for that to exist. I mean, our listeners might enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lots of people would enjoy it. I mean, from a humiliating me kind of perspective, <laughs> not from an actual enjoying it kind of perspective. Okay, fair enough. Um, I 
have the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, well, Sci-fi, I mean... Sci-fi, fantasy, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's newer. That, Avatar, and the Legend of the Rings. I've never seen Avatar. Avatar's really good. It's a... I've, people um, looked very deeply into it, which, I mean, it, it has deeper meanings, definitely. Um, but if you ignore that, it's still a pretty good story. Um, it's not the best movie. It's, it's a good movie. Um, I know Lucy loves that movie, and I, I, I can see why. It's it is a good movie. It's isn't it seventeen hours long? No. Isn't it really long? It's like three hours long. I guess every movie is three hours long these days. Yeah, I mean the Lord of the Rings trilogy is over thirteen hours if you have the extended edition. I haven't seen the Hobbit trilogy yet. I'm not sure how I feel. I still don't know how I feel about that because it's not entirely the Hobbit. First of all, the Hobbit itself was a shorter book than each of the parts of the Lord of the Rings. Right, right. And yet they turned the Hobbit into three movies. But to fill the time, they pulled stuff from the Silmarillion and other books that Tolkien wrote that weren't actually part of the Hobbit. Oh, so you're a purist. Well, I don't want to say I don't want to say I'm a purist. I can't believe they pulled in the Cimmerillion. That was actually that was a really high point of contention amongst people that are very big fans. Um, but like I watched all the Harry Potter movies and they changed things, and I can point out when they changed things from the books. But I mean, clearly they have to, and they have to cut stuff because the books are too long to make into movies. I get that. I understand that. Um, but I don't feel like they needed to make the Hobbit a three. Movie oh, arc. Yeah, okay. they could have cut out the stuff that wasn't actually from the Hobbit, made it one, maybe two movies, and been fine. It's funny that you mentioned the Harry Potter thing because they just like it was just Harry Potter's birthday. <clears throat> oh yeah. And so they just uh, I, like all the movies were on TV again. Yeah. And so I was watching uh, the part two of Deathly Hallows. I actually have I I've seen Half Blood Prince. I, don't really remember because I've only seen it once. I have not seen either part of Death and Hollows. I have it. I just haven't watched it. And, like, there's a part where they destroy the Ravenclaw Horcrux yeah. differently in the movie yes. than they do in the book. I didn't know And that's that. totally fine. But I'm like, you. why did you change? Like, under the circumstances, I'm like, maybe there would have been too much explication needed. But, like, the way that it went down... I was like, why don't you just say that's a magical fire and it killed the diadem? I don't understand. Like, yeah. why do you have to use the basilisk, basilisk like, thing to kill? I mean, it was dramatic. Yeah. But I was annoyed. Because I was like, that, I understand when you have to change things to sh- abbreviate things. You can't possibly tell the whole story. But when you're, like, randomly changing stuff just for fun, that seems annoying. I get that, yeah. And, I mean, like I said, I haven't seen either of the Deathly Hallows movies, but I do know that they changed some of the yeah. things to make. And it's probably because they didn't want to have a ton of backstory right. to explain what that was or how it was happening, and it was more convenient, and it was means they could spend more time on other things because that was a shorter scene. So you should see them. I mean, I literally. I mean, I intend to. I, I cried I like a child through the entire like. I was just flipping through the TV and like started weeping <clears> immediately. <throat> so it's always fun when that happens. I have them on DVD. Yeah. I just haven't opened them and watched them yet. So. And I I did not see Half-Blood Prince in theaters, but I did watch it on DVD once after I bought it. So. Um. 
I can't think of what other movies from when I was younger, younger, because a lot of those movies are from like high school into college. Well, that's probably what has the most impact that you remember. Well, it's because I remember them, or or I own them. Right. Do you know what the first movie you saw in the theater? Like, do you know what your parents no. first brought you to? No, okay. no, no clue. I remember seeing Jurassic Park in theaters, though. That that is even possibly your reference? Like, I mean, what, uh, so that would have been... 92? 94? No, not 94. 93? Maybe. It might have been 93. Because they did the 20th anniversary re-release in theaters few years ago and Brie had gone to Rhode Island for the weekend to visit family and I went to go see it in theaters again because why not yeah um so I, I remember going to the 20th and I, it was while we were here in Maine so it was after 2012 it might have been 2013 because like I got into a reading Michael Crichton thing like mm-hmm. oh, around read- that time and I was in high school like when I was reading a lot of Michael Crichton I was in high school I feel like it came out in and I saw it in theaters. Um, and uh, I, I, I mean, clearly I saw The Lost World as well, and I've seen every, every movie they've done. The third one was eh, but I had to watch them all. Um, I feel like the third one, they took a lot of the stuff from the first two books that they didn't include in the first two movies and threw it all together. Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah. I've only seen one movie. I've only seen one movie. I've only seen one. I've read both books, so I was able to. I was like, "Oh, the big dome with the pterodactyls." That was in the first mo- first book, that, or no, that might have been the second book. I don't remember now. And um, like the Tyrannosaurus swimming in the water in the first book, that I remember being the first book that was not in the first movie, but there was not the Tyrannosaur, but the Spinosaurus in the third movie was the big bad dinosaur, and it was swimming in the water. And so I was like, they definitely took all the things. That they didn't include and just threw it into a movie. Yes. You also have a much higher mastery of detail of dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Than I mean, do. so I, I like, when I was, like, five years old, you wanted to be a paleontologist. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, dinosaurs seems to be an extremely common phase to go through, which is understandable because they're, like, cool and big and neat and have funny names. And we're still learning more about them. Yeah. I mean, like, I had a favorite dinosaur. Yeah? Yeah. Which was? Um, Triceratops. You had to think about that for a second. Well, I was trying to make sure it was the right name, but I was like, no, it's the one with the three. (laughs) Yep, yep. There were only five. We'd only discovered five dinosaurs when I was growing (laughs) up, Roger. Um, It's actually not a Triceratops. Oh, no. It's like the Brontosaurus. They changed it. It's like the Brontosaurus. They realized it's just another, it's it's the the Brontosaurus is actually an Apatosaurus that was like a little bit shorter. Wait, there's no Brontosaurus? No, it's an Apatosaurus. But couldn't they just call an Apatosaurus a Brontosaurus? Well, they, so they had both. They had two. Yeah, they had both. And, and it was just they like they realized the really that the big versions. Like was the basketball just, players of the sure. Apatosaurus. Yes. Apatosaurus. Um The Triceratops, is, um, they have determined based on bone structure and what they were able to get from like cell structure and whatnot that it is... Um, I could be wrong on that. I've never it's heard another, of stri- So they're here are all, the dinosaurs that existed. They're all, they're all 
the triceratops, whatever it actually is they're referring to it as now, it, they're all the same body shape. They all have that big crest around their head. They just have different horns in different places, but they're all under the same, like, they're Genus. all like, yes. And so, and they determined that the triceratops was not different enough from another one to be its own species. Boo. It's the only one I remembered. Okay. So, so Brontosaurus is wait. Brontosaurus is the big long one with no spiky anything. Brontosaurus is the long neck. Right. Which is not long a, tail. Yes, long neck doesn't exist anymore. Well, I mean it exists. It's just classified as an apatosaurus now because it's the same thing. Okay. Okay. So that one. Yep. I've never heard of this apatosaurus thing. You're making that up. I'm not. So we had. I'll be sending you links over the we weekend. We had Stegosauri. Yes, that's still there. We had. What's that? We already talked about that one. Triceratops. We've already talked about that existed. When I thought I yeah. knew what dinosaurs. Were. I mean, I grew up with Triceratops and, and Brontosaurus, and I remember when they said no. Not Triceratops is a recent one. T Rex. Yep. Classic. Yeah. Everyone loves T Rex. And pterodactyls. Pterodons. No. Like, I'm not wrong. They used to call them pterodactyls. Yes, yes but they've started classifying them as flying lizards, not as dinosaurs. And the pterodon is a flying lizard. Like a mastodon? What's a mastodon? That was uh, Ice Age animal. Did it fly? No. I'm going to the root. They no. both have Don in them. Yeah, no. No? No. Damn. Um, no, the pterodon, they had like pterodactyl and pterodon, and they kept the pterodactyl with dinosaurs, and the pterodon was a flying lizard, but then they, as they learned more... They realized they, they were, were like, the same. Yeah, so they're pterodons. Son of a... I know no dinosaurs. <laughs> okay, what else did I know? Okay. Which, which is the one that had the plates? Stegosaurus, you already said oh, that Oh, I said that one. Stegosaurus. That's five, right? I was, I was I spitballing, but I think I, So I got Stegosaurus, Brontosaurus, Triceratops, Pterodactyl, T-Rex. Okay, so five, yeah. Yep. And 40% a, a of those are still existent <laughs> under, as under dinosaur nomenclature. Yeah, under the same name. Although they, I mean, they... I'm pretty sure that the T-Rex had feathers. I don't know if that impacts your decision at all. Where? Like on the, like, mohawk style on no. the top of his head? Can we pretend like that's the only place? I mean, if that's feathers? what you want, sure. That's exactly what I want. I mean, come on. A rock and roll mohawk T-Rex? <laughs> I'm making the sad face again because I don't want it to be covered in feathers. I just want one they feathery feel, mohawk. I mean... So, There's no biological reason for that, a feathery mohawk. No. But I think but they it speculate. Look sure. I mean, there is a lot of evidence suggesting that birds evolved from dinosaurs, not lizards. And so tracing things back, it's very likely that they all had feathers. So in some can't degree, we just call degree. them pterodactyls? Because they're nope. basically dinosaurs anyway. No. They came from dinosaurs. Nope, because those may not have evolved into birds. Flying reptiles may not have evolved into birds. Um, do you know what an Archaeopteryx is? No. Okay. 
So that was a that was an early bird that was very much like a dinosaur, and for a long time it was classified as a dinosaur. But we knew that one had feathers. Okay. You know what a glossy Yeah, that sounds well only because of Jurassic yeah. Park. Well, okay, so here's an interesting fact. The raptors in Jurassic Park, as much as they're called velociraptors, are not velociraptors. They're Utah raptors because of how tall they are. Velociraptors are only about a meter tall. Utah raptors are about two meters. Well, that just seems like a size thing. They're all velociraptors. No, they're just all bigger and smaller. raptors. They're all raptors. They all fall into the raptors. But Utah raptors are But if are all the, the brontosauruses are, if the Apasaurus, Apacity Pansysaurus, then I think... <laughs> That all the raptors can be velociraptors. There are multiple. Clearly. There are multiple subbreeds of raptor. My whims and not biology should dictate how this entire thing is named. Definitely. I read a book that was really good, Um, and it was, it was after the Jurassic Park thing happened and and started to fade out, Um, and that's actually the book is it was, like the first few chapters were kind of biographical about the author and some people that he worked with that, that were archaeologists and paleontologists. Um, and and then, his former life as a dinosaur? No, no, no. And then the rest of the book is a is a um, fiction, like what it would be like to be a velociraptor. Oh. And it was really good. It's called Raptor Red. It was really good. I haven't been able to find it in stores. Somebody lent it to me. I read it. I loved it. I gave it back to him. And I've never seen it since. Uh, it's called Raptor Red. Um, it's and, that, and that's where I learned that there's actually a difference between Utah and Velociraptor. And that the Utah Raptor is what we see in the movie, but Velociraptor is actually about half the height. And so then there's when you say Denitacus. Utah, is that like the state? Yeah, that's where it was discovered. Okay. Yeah. So it's a Utah Raptor. Yep. Okay. Yep. And it was, Tall Raptor. Yep. Like batter height. Yep. Raptor. Yep. Just like in the movie. Midget Raptors. Those are Velociraptors. Velociraptors. Like that may not be the preferred raptor it's not as adjective. They may not want to be called midgets. I apologize yeah. if anyone in the raptor community is offended by my calling velociraptors midgets. Yeah, they would definitely be offended. They'd probably attack me. Well, I think they would attack me no matter what. That's probably true. Because I'm delicious meat. Up to them, yes. Right. Yep. If I ever find that book again, I'll lend it to you if you want to read it. I have, no, I've never found it. I don't even remember who the author was, but I know the title. I also never really look for it either. I See, think about it after I leave bookstores. I'm like, oh, I should have looked yes. for that book, but I don't even know who the author is, so I don't know where to find it. But having worked in a bookstore, I'm like, ooh, I would go to the books and print database and try to use some keywords here and try to figure it out. I'm already trying to find I mean, I'm sure I can find that on Amazon. Yeah, no, of course you can. This I worked at a bookstore before the internet was really big, so <laughs> kind of. Maybe, maybe when I'm editing this tomorrow, I'll get to this point and be like, oh, yeah, and I'll hop on Amazon and look for and it. And look for it. No and not buy it. future Roger. And not buy it. Go on Amazon right now. Noted. It's warm in here. It is, but we've been going for a while. We can we can wrap up. Yes. It's too hot. Do you... Um, Let's begin our weekend. Do you want to participate in the outro, or do you want me to just run with it? If you, It's up to you. I can participate if you feel like I'm capable of doing it. I think you could. Okay. I he mean, has hope. He has hope. It's it's not a ton of stuff. Minor hopes. Uh, He's got notes. I do have Allie's notes. I can share Allie's notes with you. That might help. There. Those are Allie's notes. Okay. Um, so, 
we'll wrap up now. Ready? Uh, yes. Okay. So thanks everybody for listening. If you have any uh, anything you want to share with us, anything you want us to talk about, anything you want to tell us we were wrong about, you can email us at workweekwrapup at gmail.com. I would just like to say that only Roger could have said wrong things in this particular episode because everything that I said is accurate. So if anybody emails us and says Kate was wrong, I will save those emails for the next time she's on the podcast. But we will read every email as long as it's like not inappropriate. Yes. Um, what are, are there other ways for people to reach us, Roger? Yes, they can reach us on Twitter at... At workweekwrap underscore up. Good job. Got it right. Yeah. Allie still messes it up. I messed it up last time, so I was extremely, extremely careful this okay. time. Okay. Good. Good. Um, and we would appreciate it if people would subscribe and rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play uh, so that more people can find us and then share us with your friends. And um, for those that were paying attention, I changed that to Apple Podcasts because it's no longer called iTunes. It's branded as Apple Podcasts. Nuh-uh. Yeah, and that's actually been like that for like eight months now, and I just didn't realize. I was like, what is this Apple Podcast? Yeah. Which you they, they have branded them because iTunes is the software. Huh. That's like the kind of minute point that no one notices and seems like a weird branding decision. Well, they have Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and um, iBooks for their bookstore. They've, I mean, not, the only thing that's called iTunes now is just the software. Okay. Anyway, um, so that's it for this week. Here's to hoping that next week is better than the last. Bye. Cheers.